had like a, a kind of like a housewarming like thing, but I haven't been in it since then. Yeah. Let it be. Let me put some more shit on it. What is going on, everyone? It is Nate with Street Wave. I'm here with Cassio. What's good, dude? Hey, how's it going? Good to see you, man. Thanks for having me. Um, so just talk a little about yourself, what you've been up to, what you're doing right now. Mm. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah. So just lately, I've been, like, really, really focusing on just production heavy. Um, for those who don't know, like, I am a producer and DJ. And uh, so lately, I've just been kind of really focusing on production, um, working with a couple new people. Um, some homies from LA and stuff that I met some years ago, and uh, it's been really working with them and trying to make some stuff pop up. So, I remember when I first met you, you were spinning at Dalmaeus on a, a first Friday event. Right, Do right. you remember your first track or record that you spun ever at the DJ table? Oh, shit. Uh, no, but I can tell you one of the first like notable moments. Uh, I did have DJ. So I was one time I was at Dalmaeus and um, I was spinning and uh, I have this homie, his name is Junior Jarris. Uh, he's from San Diego. Uh, he's actually working with like Selection and some of the people right now. And uh, he sent me a track and I remember I was spinning it, you know, and some people walked up to me and they're like, yo, dude, how do you know about this song? And I was like, how do you know about this song? Like, you know what I mean? Because like yeah. at the time too, this was probably like three years ago, Junior Jarris wasn't like super big name or anything like half the world hadn't heard of him at that point so uh yeah this is really interesting because they're like how do you know this track and i was like i mean i could ask you the same thing and they're just like no you don't know junior jarris and i was like surprise yeah like that's actually my homie you know we work together and stuff and they're like no 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 no." and it was like surprising because it was like six seven people that asked me that and i was just like oh shit and that was like kind of the first notable moment i had when i was kind of like also felt i got like this huge feeling that i could finally like do what I wanted DJ and music wise um, because I knew there's like people that would receive it or like accept it so that was kind of like one of the first moments I had like that um, from my side observing you DJ it's always got a kick out of me because I can see you connect and work the crowd and take them on a journey yeah. and I feel like um, not just a DJ but like a creative writer or a painter and everything we do in the artistic realm we want to tell a story right. and, I, and I, I can see that um, when I'm in the room that you're spinning in or hosting or whatever you're doing, it's, it's it, yeah. an amazing experience. Um, do you have any inspirations right now for what you're doing, what your writing's been producing? Um, what's been like a big influencer for you? Um, it's interesting when people always ask me about like my inspiration, like I always have like this hesitant moment just because like half of it is so cliche. Like the names you can obviously go and say and be like, yo, Kanye West, yeah, like, He's an amazing producer. Why wouldn't you be inspired? Yeah. Pharrell Williams, amazing producer. Why wouldn't you be inspired? But it's like also I don't really look besides that. Um, I think I look in like different mediums, like different art forms for inspiration as far as like what inspires me like to do what I do. So like fashion being a huge part of that too. Um, you know, you, you're following people like Virgil, like he does it. But like I think his dynamic's really cool about how he designs clothes but also DJs and also is just in general a good curator. And I think that's, like, the skill of DJing, really. And, and, and it's, like, their form is just curation. And um, so I look to people, like, just people that are good curators. Yeah. And those are my inspirations. Yeah. So um, And I think that's that. maturity. Yeah. Honestly, um, I think when we figure out, like, if, if you're in college and if you're not in college or whatever in life, 
it's better to be like a, I use the analogy of a Swiss army knife rather than a single blade tool. Because yeah. you want to know how to do everything in the sure. room rather than just one specific tool. That's for me anyways. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have like dabble in a little bit of everything and have a, a good building foundation of that variety mm-hmm. to continue in my career. Yeah, um, definitely. I think both can be said. Um, on that, if you don't mind, like uh, both things can be said for sure. I think um, there are people who who like to know a little bit of everything when it comes to a project that they're trying to tackle. And there's some people who just want to know a very specific thing and then assemble a team that everyone has very specific purposes, you know, and and it it can work both ways. And I think for a long time, that was me where I just want to know like a very specific thing, you know, and I've been able to contribute to a lot of projects. And I think what's cool is over the years, um, I've been able to like pick up from other people who just knew very specific things. And now I'm kind of knowing a little bit of everything with an expertise, you know, so that's kind of where I'm at as far as. Right. And then for me, it's like, do I now, now that we sit here, it's like, do I want to not so much waste my energy or use my energy towards different gaps? Or do I want to, you know, uh, strengthen and build upon the, you know, the talents that I've uh, been able to, you know, to gather and Mm -hmm. put together for myself? Um, How do you feel about the music scene right now in Kansas City? Uh, <laughs> it's going on record. All right, nah, for sure. Uh, look, this is what I really honestly feel. I feel like there's a scene here, and I feel like there's talent here, and a lot of people trying to do things. I think there's a few reasons why it isn't in Atlanta or a Toronto or in LA or something like that. I think one being the reason that um, there's not a huge collaborative spirit in the music scene here. I feel like a lot of people try to like do this independent realm where they're like, I just stick to myself and I don't like mess with nobody else, right? And I can see why. I mean, it's it just, as someone who does music and has been trying to do music forever now, it seems like it's very discouraging, you know, when you're like trying to like link up with people and then either they're not what you expected them to be or they're not providing a certain thing for you. And yeah, it just tends to like translate into this like feeling of like, I'm gonna do it by myself type deal. Um, I think that's half of it. I think the other thing is that I don't think, um, I think Kansas City somewhat has a dated, a dated perspective um, to like music and creation and things like that. I think uh, a lot of people try to play it safe and go, go routes that have already been discovered or pioneered for, for them. Um, I think um, another big part of it is just uh, it's interesting. I have like thoughts on this. I just don't. No, it's all good. I mean, I talked to Dom yeah. about it. And mm-hmm. The collaboration was the first uh, topic that he brought up. Like, it was the most difficult to find people to plan an event along with collaborating. You know, trying to get mm-hmm. like a set of um, you know artists together to to do a show. Uh, seemed a little bit difficult. So I was just interesting on your perspective and what yeah. you think of the music realm here. Um, do you feel um, in your music you're expressing your personality 100%? Is that something that you check yourself on before you go in? Yeah, I try to I try to make sure, like, you know, I have a good gauge on, like, really where I'm at musically, what I'm feeling like, and what I've been listening to and stuff like that and see and check myself and compare what I'm making to that. Um, other times, you know, there are things you just, like, you make – because you know 
what's going to like what the plan is for it um and it just depends on like what type of production i'm sitting down to do like if i'm working with with somebody or for somebody there's there's things you do because you know what they're looking for um and then it uses and where i guess my my whole like personality and my check comes in is just i'm the one making it so at the end of the day like i have to check it you know like i'm gonna make something for that person but at the end of the day like it's going to be me at the end of the day because i made it you know so um yeah i think that's something that's also healthy is yeah to keep checking yourself and just is this something i can stand behind at the end of the day is this something that does seem to come from a specific angle that couldn't be replicated from somebody else um yeah it's interesting i'm working with this guy now and uh um for when he first met me and first we started talking about like you know working with him and him plugging some of my records and stuff i was a little confused to be honest i was like man why is this dude reaching out to me like this like this is crazy he's super connected he's whatever whatever and through the time i've been working with him i think what he just sees is that even though i might not be putting out the hottest records i'm putting out something that's different and that gives me an angle to insert me into like these rooms and studios with people and i think that's that's what's more important than being the best is being different and being unique and offering something that everyone can't offer 100 percent. that's how i feel with street wave is i'm at the beginning i was on the search of finding myself as street wave mm-hmm. defining that not just finding but i think after a long time i was able to to look inside and create my own lane mm-hmm. and i and i think that's what you're doing yeah you know you you, you were in your lane and you're doing that 100 percent. yeah definitely um so silly question time. I've I've asked everyone this. Um, if you were an animal, what kind would you be and why? Question. Uh, <laughs> all right, this is weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a weird one. <laughs> no, nah, that that works. Totally unrelated. Uh, okay. No, nah, I'd be a, a clad leopard man, and a lot of people wonder why. I've always just as a kid, ever since I've learned what a clouded leopard was, I was always super infatuated with it. I think it's uh, an animal that's pretty mysterious, but generally likable. Like. Right. Everyone that sees it, I've never shown someone a picture or been like, yo, that's a clouded leopard. And they'd be like, that's whack. <laughs> you know what I mean? But a lot of people would be like, I didn't know they exist. Right. Or like, that's cool. Like, I don't know what it's about. So I feel like a clouded leopard is something um, that, I, yeah, I would definitely well, choose the, that. the reason <laughs> I bring it about is um, it's re- quite interesting. Like, when I first questioned with Nam, mm-hmm. and he said he wanted to be a wolf. And it was interesting to see that, you know, he didn't want to be a leader of the pack, but he wanted to be the wolf that's next to Mm-hmm. And his impl- you know, his his explanation is why. So yeah. that that's why I asked it. It's just really interesting because like, it it almost gives a person an idea of like, man, if if I wasn't doing what I do, this mm-hmm. is what I would be. And that's the reason. That's super mm-hmm. dope. You actually said that, and he said that because like Nam, um, a while ago, a couple weeks ago, we were working on um, like a pre-fitting for Contra, and uh, he kind of came in and through his energy of collaboration, I never once felt like he was trying to lead what was going on but he was always trying to assist what was going on and that was something that's really cool and and you don't find that in a lot of people because a lot of people just want to like walk into a room and dictate everything that goes on rather than like assess the room and then be like all right how can i like assist the vibe it's already headed you know the direction it's already headed um so yeah that's cool that's really cool that makes sense your favorite track right now Damn. That's okay. Five. Top ten. Top now, ten. All right. Let's go. <laughs> let me see. I might have to go through my my uh iTunes save list real quick. Um, or better yet, SoundCloud. 
whatever. We're doing this off a dome, man. Uh, uh, Drip Too Hard right now is one of my favorites. Um, my boy Tanner put me on to that. And, like, he made sure I had it. <laughs> because I was about to DJ. And he's like, dude, you need to make sure you have this before you spin the set tonight. And I was like, all right, shit. So, Drip Too Hard. Uh, shout out Lil Baby. Shout out Gunner. Like, that song goes hard. Um, my boy Micah, Ken Rilo, he put me on to Kid Boo. <laughs> Kid Boo Papa. I've been, I've been spinning that a lot. Um, and it's been, like, that's been on rotation just, like, every time I'm, I get in my car. It's, like, one of the things I've gone. Uh... An older song, but Party Next Door, TM88. They uh, they were supposed to do a project, and I, I don't know what happened to that. You know, like music business or whatever, that gets in the way sometimes. Uh, but Party at Eight is a banger for sure. Uh, Party Next Door is also someone I always have wanted to work with, and hopefully we'll get a chance to do that. Um, dude, oh, there's just, there's so much out there, man. Shout out to the, all like the independent artists on like SoundCloud that are just like putting up stuff too. Like, there's so much dope shit. Baby No Money is pretty sick. If you haven't heard about him, he's pretty cool. I think he's from Vancouver. Dude's fucking sick. Uh, and yeah, man, I just I, my listings all over the place. So like, I don't think I've ever had like a top five songs. You know, just because it's like there's so much coming out, so much every day that to even like try to have a top five is just like gonna kind kind of constrict what you're really enjoying so yeah um to the the young generation that wants to get into the music realm of recording producing mm. you know even recording themselves is there any any like uh, suggestions or knowledge that you could share with someone that's in in the in the journey of acquiring all the, the equipment and everything yeah yeah uh so since i'm still obviously in the upward grind to it too like how much advice i'll be able to share I don't know, but you do pick up things along the way. I mean, I've been trying to do this for eight years plus, you know, even before high school. But um, what I'll say is, like, definitely definitely, just, like, sacrifice some nights, man. Like, sacrifice nights. Uh, there's going to be plenty of nights where you don't get any sleep. Uh, there's going to be plenty of nights where you just don't get to hang out with people you want to hang out with or do the things you want to do. It's all worth it. Uh, for years, it'll seem like bullshit. For years, you'll see like people promise you things and never follow through on it. Don't let that stop you. Don't like become dependent on other people's promises. Um, just keep like keep focused. Stay stay like motivated. However you want to do that, and um, yeah, just do that. As far as acquiring um, equipment or anything like that, I would say uh, just. A, a, hands down, get FO Studio if you're a producer that's trying to get into, like, producing hip-hop or rap um, or anything for that matter. I think FO Studio offers, like, the easiest, like, learning curve out of all the dogs that I've ever, like, touched. Um, I remember one time being in L.A. and a guy I was working with at the moment tried to teach me Ableton. Uh, I was also high. But he tried teaching me Ableton, and uh, it looked like a science lab. And I remember I just... I put down my phone and I was like, bro, I don't know what you're trying to do to me right now, but I'm going to leave. Because, <laughs> like, it just wasn't, it wasn't cool, man. Like, so shout out to everyone who can use Ableton. It's just not for everyone. I'll say FS Studio is definitely an easier learning curve if you're getting into it. Um, as far as uh, trying to make moves, um, like I said, yeah, just don't, just don't believe everything that everyone tells you. There's a lot of people who are going to promise 
a lot of shit to you and not follow through with it. Um, but at the same time, don't let that stop you from working with people, you know, because you have to like put yourself out there and get your your hand slapped a couple times before someone accepts what you have. That's just how it is. Yeah, so. Well, brother, man, yeah. I appreciate your time, awesome. man. Your yeah. words. Sure. It's the studio time, and we out.